Hello and welcome to A Very Full Plate, the podcast where we're all about real food talk with real parents. Your hosts for today are Amy, a natural foods chef and mom of two, and Emily, a professional home organizer and mom of three. Take it away, ladies. Hi, friends. Thanks for joining us. I'm your co-host, Amy. I turn parents into kitchen ninjas to help them feed their families healthy food more often. I'm all about balance, real life, and having fun in the kitchen. You can find me at cookingwithafullplate.com and my Facebook page of the same name. Hey, guys. This is Emily. I'm a professional organizer who helps my clients simplify their lives so that they can experience harmony in their homes again. You can follow me on Facebook or Instagram or visit hallharmonyhomes.com. Come along with us while we celebrate our small victories and laugh at our challenges. And thank you so much for listening. Hey, everyone. This is Amy. Welcome to the Very Full Plate Podcast. You're listening to episode 32. And this morning, I was going to say this morning because it's really early in the morning for me, but it might not be morning for you. Today... We're going to be talking about weird things that Emily and I do in the name of health that have nothing to do with food. So this idea came out of a podcast episode I listened to from a business guy named James Wedmore, and he talked all about weird woo things he does that actually work. And I just loved this look into his head and his business and the way that he ran things. And it was stuff like crystals and manifesting and things that I don't necessarily do, but I just, I love this idea of getting an inside look at someone's workings of how they work things for themselves. And so that's where the idea from this conversation came out of. So Emily and I are coming at you today with our weird, I'm using quotation marks that you can't see, things that we do in the name of health that aren't related to food. I hope that you will get a chuckle out of this, or you will find something that you're like, heck yeah, I do that too. Or maybe there's something that you can try doing in the name of health that will help you to feel good. So let's dive right in. This is going to be a quick one, but hopefully a fun one. Emily, give us something. Tell me what's one weird thing you do in the name of health that isn't related to food. I can't wait to hear. Uh Okay. Um, I have a couple of, so I basically use coconut oil for everything. Mm. Uh, and maybe it's not so weird anymore, but when my kids were babies, I got really sick of trying to keep track of like products that mattered or didn't or were, and I just wanted like a cheap solution that would work for everything. Like it was a lotion, it was a diaper cream, it's good for cuts. So I just like load up on buckets of coconut oil. That's a good, good. And mm. it's basically like, works for everything in the house. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. feel like you're right. That's not even a weird one anymore because you can find yeah. like lists on the internet of 1500 things to do with coconut oil. Yeah. But I totally, coconut oil is like my Windex. Did you see my big yes. wedding? <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like the salt, the solvent for everything. And, um, but two other things I do that are maybe not so common, um, are like tapping which I find really helps. And then dry brushing. Okay. Wait, I want (laughs) to, I want to hear more about tapping. I've, I've heard about it and I just got a Facebook ad about it. So Facebook must know that (gasps) we're talking about it (laughs) and I need to do some tapping. What the heck is tapping? Well, it's, you know, I am not versed enough. I'm still waiting to open up my tapping solution book that I need to read. (laughs) 
But I actually learned about it, like, I want to say 10 years ago from one of Matt's aunts who was like talking about saying affirmations while you tap yourself on certain parts of your body, like near your head or your forehead and under your eyes or on your chest and all these sort of nerve places that signal relaxation to the body. Um, So when you're having a lot of anxiety or stress, these are places that you need to be touched in order to sort of calm yourself. And I specifically do tapping for... um, like EMF, you know, EMF purposes. So when there's a lot of either Wi-Fi or a lot of um, signals going through your body or your house, it's a good way to um, kind of, I don't know if the word is fight that, but to like subtract it from your life a little bit. So it's like you kind of put your hand in like a claw position and you tap behind your ears, almost Mm -hmm. like you're going to, almost like you're going to block your ears from a sound, but you don't. And you can feel when you do it that the muscles in your skull are tense and it calms you down. And I don't know, I don't know the science behind why, but it, I do it when I'm like really out of my mind. And, um, I've been told that like my body from my naturopath like needs that. So I just do it every once in a while. And I have my daughter do it who gets anxious and um, I think it signals a lot of things to the brain, getting the right and left brain working together and calm and de-stress and all that jazz. So that's cool. why I, I yeah. like it. I've, I, like I said, I've heard about it via my Facebook feed, but I've never <clears throat> tried it before. So maybe that's something I'll add to my arsenal. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go off of that because mine is kind of related, I suppose, which is I have recently taken up meditation, me and everyone else on the face of the earth. I feel like it's it's a very cool thing to do right now. So I'm just following the crowd, but it's honestly been so helpful. In fact, I meditated right before we came to record this episode because I couldn't sleep anyways. So I did like a five minute meditation and I will tell you that how do I think this is related to health is that for me, it has given me a way to calm down even in the midst of really strong emotions or like strong parenting moments or even like Mm -hmm. anxiety about things going on around me to just be able to take a deep breath and go back to the feeling that I get during the meditation itself has been a really useful exercise. I'm super into it. So yeah, it has been a fun thing to add to my arsenal. And I'm just going to give a plug because I love it. I'm using the Headspace app. It oh, is a cool. paid app, but you know, I'm all about simplifying things <laughs> in terms of if there's something I want to do in my life, how can I make it easier, like take away the resistance from actually doing it? So mm-hmm. a lot of times I've talked about this before, this looks like paying for exercise programs so that when I show up at the gym, I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. The Headspace app is like that for meditation. I turn it on right now. I'm working through the grief pack. So they have like different series of meditations on different topics. And sometimes I'll stray from that. And they have like single ones and they even have kids ones in there. But it's been cool to like, just take some time, especially as many listeners well, no. And as you know, Emily, I lost my dad recently. And so just having some space to sort of like process that in a meaningful way with dedicated time has been really cool. I mean, it also sucks, but it's been cool. (laughs) No, I know exactly what you're saying. A lot of times we forget to 
we just forget how vital it is to to enter that space in your brain and be able to open it up and allow time for healing and allow time for <clears throat> you know not just like relaxing because you could sleep right but just yeah. you need to carve out that time and make it a priority so that you can be more clear-headed in the rest of your life and uh, <clears throat> sort of honoring that need. A hundred percent. And you know what? It's come up so much lately in relation to parenting too. And so mm-hmm. I would just say like, if you li- person listening is, um, is feeling like you, you get really riled by your kids. I mean, who doesn't, or you have those moments of like high tension while in the middle of parenting, just you might think about something like meditation as a way to just create an equilibrium that you can come back to. Not that you won't get frustrated, but that you can just like, I find myself able to reset more quickly and de-escalate that like heart pumping. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. But I guess. I mean, it's, it's such a trying experience having children. And I remember when, before I had my firstborn, I was taking these awesome prenatal yoga classes where the teacher, like every day at the end of it, I was like, that was so great. It was like so hard, but I was breathing and I was calm during it. And she was like, this is exactly what you need to learn to do as a mother. She's like, you need to be comfortable being very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and being able to stay calm. (laughs) You know, it's so funny. I took prenatal yoga classes only in my first pregnancy as well, because yeah, I could never find the time with my next, but she, (laughs) she had us breathe. Yes. But she also had us do this really hard where you like, imagine you're holding your arms up in like a W. So like your head is the middle of the W and you just kind of like hold your arms up with your elbows bent um, and your hands like up in the air. And we would hold it for like, honestly, it felt like five minutes. It was probably less than that. And it gets so hard and she'd keep having us like readjust and find a way to keep holding it and breathe through it. And that was exactly her point is like, this is super hard and it's not nearly as hard as parenting is going to be. So find (laughs) a way to like sit with the discomfort and just breathe. Yep. Yep. And, And yeah, for me, that's like what meditation has helped me do is like create that feeling that I can come back to and do it. And just as like a secondary plug, Headspace is... I would say like a choose your own menu of meditation and I'm not making any money off of plugging them. It's just something I wanted to share. Um, But there are a lot of apps out there. I know Calm is another one that people Mm -hmm. like. And my husband is into the 10% Happier app, um, which is just like another take on the same thing. It's called like meditation for fidgety skeptics. So if fidgety skeptic describes you, then that might be one that you identify with more. Ah, That's cool. (laughs) Okay. Tell me about dry brushing. Dry brushing is another one of those things I feel like I've come across in detoxes and yes, but I've never done it. You know, I was essentially prescribed it um, at one point because my lymph nodes were not in in tip top shape. And my understanding is it is a detoxing um, process for the lymph nodes and improve circulation. It also exfoliates your skin. So, um, on some level, I almost feel like it's, it's a reflection of our society where we aren't touching people enough. Mm. Like, um, it's just a reminder that like, or even touching your own like arms, like sort of like you need to stimulate the nerves in all of your body. And if you're just like doing all the bare minimum of life and not doing those sort of more human natural things, you can miss out on some things that are just super 
normal ways your body is processing everything, like detoxing mm-hmm. or whatever. So I was prescribed it as specifically for my lymphatic system a while back, but now I just kind of do it occasionally as sort of like homework, like, oh man, I haven't done that in a while. Like who knows if that's acting up because I wasn't aware. Um, <clears throat> so it's really easy and it's something you can do to your kids too if they have like maybe some sensory like meltdowns on a regular basis and they just feel desensitized as well because I mean if we're watching too much TV or we're not getting outside enough and rolling around in mud, like we're just not doing a lot of things that humans would do back in the day. It's just a good like additional, I mean, who has time to sit around a dry brush? Don't get me wrong. But, but if you're just like get out of the shower and you have the brush right there and you're just like, oh, I'll just do my arms or something really quick, like whatever. Walk me through so that we can picture what this looks like. Not you just getting out of the shower, but like, okay. you want to so picture like, that. <laughs> I mean, I am no judgment on anyone. Um, <laughs> but so like, what does the brush look like? <laughs> More what I so it's, it's almost like one of those like um, brushes you might see like a piece of soap sitting on back in the day. It's like a wooden brush with like pretty Ooh. hard bristle, bristles. And you sort of like, yeah. And you know where I would go is um, for specifics, go to wellnessmama.com who I love. Oh yeah, wellness um, is awesome. Yeah, so you kind of do like a, a, like a pattern or a stroke. Um, and some, you know, I think you're supposed to do it before you shower so that you can like rinse off the dead skin cells. Um, but I'm not always on top of those kinds of things. Um, but typically you brush in like small strokes and you like work your way up your arm towards your, towards your center heart. Um, and I mean, like I said, it's good for skin. It's good for like cleaning out even pores on your skin and, um, it can reduce like cellulite. So if you're looking for some sort of you know, motivation that might be more of the vein sense, which I, you know, sometimes am as well. Um, all the, it has all good reasons to do it. It can't hurt, Okay. you know? Cool. Um, and it, yeah. So, you know, the way you were describing it kind of reminds me of our lack of movement too. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. were saying, it's something that we might normally have gotten from like rolling in leaves or like, you know, interacting with our environment in different ways. And so much of that is true of also just like moving our bodies, right? Is like, what is required of us as human beings because we are animals and we have like had different experiences throughout our evolution Yes, that we might not be getting. So that's, that's cool. I haven't done that. Have you ever experimented with cold showers? Well, I don't know whether anybody knows this, but we were part of the gas crisis. Um, and I don't know how many people from different parts of the world have heard about it, but I know when made national, international news, um, we were ground zero for all of the gas explosions that happened here in the Boston area. And we went at least a week and a half with cold water. And, <laughs> so you um, accidentally so, with cold showering. Yeah. And I, I had read, like, I had listened to a lot of Tony Robbins podcasts a years back where they talked about like, taking cold showers, like another sort of lymphatic or, you know, reset of the whole body immune system. So a lot of times I'll end my shower cold, Mm. both from like for my hair and my pores, but also because I was like, Oh, I'm going to be like Tony Robbins for a hot second. Like I'm really on it. And, um, so I always knew there was some sort of benefit. So a lot of the moms, when we were all walking to school, when we're all devastated with no hot water, we're like, we're going to be so healthy. (laughs) And, um, so I now I luckily we got another hot water heater in, but 
and it, it got old fast. Let me put it that way. But um, I did find kind of an invigorated feeling about it. It's sort of like jumping in a cold pool. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So. And I, so I do it every once in a while when I'm feeling really brave and I do, <laughs> it's super invigorating. And I think it's supposed to like help with your circulation and just this idea of kind of like waking everything up and I don't know all the technical details. I just, I like you, I heard once that a cold shower could be helpful <laughs> every once in a while, I'll like turn the water to cold and um, really go for it. But that's another weird thing that I feel like is in my arsenal where I'm like, ah, I'll, I'll be even healthier today. <laughs> no, I get it. Like you're like, I'm going to be on it. I'm going to try something. Just play. It's like a lot of that playing around thing that we do. So exactly. So, I am. Um, I get it. So I would say like my other thing, and this will actually lead us into our next month of topics. So it's not like we plan this, but um, so I would say my other thing that I do is I try to be really careful and probably not careful enough, but I try to be careful in the types of chemicals that we bring into our house in the form Mm -hmm. of like cleaning supplies, but also lotion and, you know, makeup and shampoo and all of those kinds of things. And Mm -hmm. I would say I'm not super educated on it. So I've just relied on a couple of brands that I like mostly know and trust. Mm -hmm. And because for so long I was working at Whole Foods, I'd just buy my cleaning products there. Sure. And I've, you know, experimented with like vinegar and water and all of those things. But like I will say that you won't find any bleach in our house. And that's just because, I don't know. I, I, I don't even really have like a great reason for it. I just know that it's not supposed to be great for the environment or for us. And so I've veered away from some of like the harsher chemicals, sometimes to the detriment of the cleanliness of my house, quite honestly. <laughs> um, I. But whenever like we've had a cleaner come in who doesn't use more like green products, I can just feel the harshness of them for myself. And so I really worry about it for my kids. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What does your cleaning routine look like? Like what is your cleaning? (laughs) (laughs) You're much, you're probably much cleaner than me. I know that. No, no, (laughs) no, I am not. You haven't seen Um, my house, but you say no. I have, I kind of have this running joke because we had like a bigger home, like a nice big, I don't know if it was Victorian or colonial, but it was an old home, um, last, our last house. And I barely kept up with cleaning the toilets. Like I was Ooh. so overwhelmed with having small children and trying to, and working and whatever that I just, we weren't in the realm where like, I could be like, well, it makes sense to get a cleaner. We just weren't there. We were not. Right financially able to kind of swing that and it would have been great, but it didn't. I think I had a cleaner come when we moved in just like one time and it, and it did, um, you can, you can smell it. You can breathe the fumes. You almost want to open your windows after you're Mm -hmm. like, this smells like chemicals. But, um, for a, I, I would say almost there are my kids' whole lives. I've been really neurotic about products. Um, and, it kind of ends up with me just not cleaning as much. I have great products now that I trust. It's just yeah. that I'm kind of like, mm, am I going to agonize over cleaning my house so that in five seconds it's disgusting again? Like I just sort of pick my battle. Like once a week I try to clean all the surfaces and then the floors. Yes. Um, in my perfect world, I like would be cleaning really thoroughly once a week, but it just isn't my 
nothing is perfect. And I've said this before, like my one battle with my kids is the food and, um, and everything else is like, Ooh, like they sleep with us. They're like acrobats trying to sleep in our bed and (laughs) our house is not really super clean. I do declutter pretty regularly, but I just feel like when they're little, it's such an uphill battle. Like, why am I going to kill myself? Yeah. Well, don't mistake my statement about having greener (laughs) cleaners for meaning that my house is totally clean. No. Yeah. I'm sitting in the downstairs of our house. This is a a bigger house than we've ever lived in. And I'm struggling with the same thing. Like I'm sitting in the downstairs and I'm like, I don't even know the last time I cleaned the downstairs because it's kind of our guest space. Right. Like the area. Yeah. All, All of that said, um, you know, everything from like our toilet cleaner to our laundry detergent, certainly to our dishwasher detergent are things I think about in particular, the things that my kids are going to be like touching and my four-year-old likes to chew on his sleeves. So I'm like, what do I want remaining of laundry detergent or what do I want on their dishes? Like, you know, that everything doesn't wash off all the time because you can feel that kind of sticky residue. So all of that to say, that is why I'm super excited about what we have coming up this month. It's a little bit of a short month, November being Thanksgiving and all, but we're still coming at you with a podcast episode every week. And for the next, next for the next couple of weeks, <laughs> we're going to be focusing on detoxifying your life. So not like detoxing your body, but how can you bring less toxic things into the realm of where your family lives and eats and, you know, chews on everything. Mm -hmm. So next week, I'm going to be talking to Brianne Pruitt. She is going to talk about everything from like food to cleaners to just things you don't even think about that you bring into your house and how to make those things less toxic. Yep. And then I know you are going to be having a conversation. Yep. I'm going to be having a chat with, um, a classmate of mine, her name is Stephanie Cahill. She has a really neat, um, interesting story and take on everything. Um, she is very invested in uh, beauty products, non-toxic beauty products and uh, products for the home. She has a lot in common with us as far as like our interest in eating whole foods. And um, she has a lot of good inspiration that she comes from. And she's also a um, oncology nurse. So, I mean, she just hits all of the most important angles as to someone who's had exposure to all the reasons why this is a good and important thing. Um, and I'm so thrilled that she's willing to take the time to do that. So I can't wait. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited because I think this is an element of our lives that once we know better, we can do better. And mm-hmm. in most cases, since we're all busy parents, it involves knowing better so that we can buy better products, which is awesome because it's not like another thing on our list of things to do that has like a hundred steps, right? So we're going to try and keep it really simple, get to the heart of the matter of what should you be worried about and what do you not need to be worried about? And what are some of the things you look for when you buy products that you bring into your home? And to me, this is like another one of those supplemental to eating pieces of the puzzle that is on maybe our our ever running mental checklist as parents of like, Oh, I should worry about that or figure that out someday. I'm probably already worried about it, but someday I'll figure it out. And we just want to bring you some really actionable steps to help you figure out what good enough looks like in your home. When I love it. Non-toxic products. So that's all we've got for you today. We hope you got 
something interesting to think about. I'm going to look into dry brushing and probably this time <laughs> next year you can check in and I won't have done it, but <laughs> yeah, I'll add that to my list of things to maybe add to my arsenal. Thank you yeah. for listening. Thank yes. you for being here, Emily. And, uh, if you get a chance and you are listening and you want to share this with a friend or leave us a review on iTunes, those are two super helpful ways that you can support the podcast. This is episode 32, which just like boggles my mind. And I'm <laughs> so grateful to you for showing up and listening and supporting us and telling us more of what you want to hear we have lots of really cool stuff coming up, if I do say so myself, around like food allergies and goal setting for the new year. Um, yeah. I'm so I'm so grateful for our listeners and for those people who have actually found some actionable, valuable insight from our podcast. Yes. So we will be at it again next week, talking with Brianne Pruitt about detoxifying your life. Take care, guys. Right. Thank you for listening.